Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Gathering. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what you should look for when you're picking your commanders. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So in today's episode, like I had stated, we are going to talk about what you should look at when you are going to decide your commanders. And there's a couple of things right off the top that I think uh, should be mentioned. Highly recommend to always build your commander deck with a commander in mind prior to building the deck. I have been that person where I hadn't done that. Not 100% a disaster if you don't, but it is definitely easier to build a deck when you already have your commander in mind. Uh, I had a buddy and he built his, he wanted to build, change one of his old decks into a commander deck. Uh, and he didn't have a commander in mind, and he kind of got stuck with what he could only use for it. Uh, it was a black-white deck, and he ended up only being able to use Karunos, Hound of Aethros, because it was the only uh, legendary black-and-white creature he could get hand- his hands on on the time. And that's a 3-3 Vigilance Menace lifelink. Creature cards in graveyards can enter the battlefield. Players can't cast spells from the graveyard. While that isn't a horrible card by any means, uh, it's definitely not something you'd usually pick as your commander because it is very, it's it's like highly specific. I think there's definitely ways people could figure out to have a card like this to be your commander, but I think he more longer belongs in the additional 99. Uh, if you're just trying to stop people from playing from graveyards, having your commander being the only thing that does, or having your commander be the thing that does that might not work. And to go back to my buddy, his deck had graveyard play for himself, and it was more built around uh, life gain and like zombies and tokens and stuff like that. So the commander didn't necessarily fit. So I almost always recommend to have your commander in mind before you build. Even if the commander doesn't 100% go with the deck, you should always have uh, the the card commander you're going to use in mind before, in my opinion. Another thing I would like to, to say is uh, always look for a commander that is going to work for for your deck or your deck works for it. So there's a bunch of legendary creatures out there where you they could definitely be your commander and... You know, there could be ways where they are definitely going to work for your deck or or work for you, but they might not necessarily be the best of those color options. Uh, One I have right here in front of me is uh, something like Olivia Mobilized for War. is a red-black, one generic, 3-3 flying. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may discard a card. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. It gains haste until end of turn, and it becomes a vampire in addition to its other types. Which... That card could you you could use that for a commander. There's definitely a build for it there, but I don't think that the deck you would build would really this is gonna work for it when there's definitely better options out there. This is kind of got a madness feel to it, and they did do a madness precon, which is still relatively cheap. So getting that deck and editing her into your ninety nine would probably be a better option than choosing her as your commander. So just a little bit to, I think, right off the top is uh, have your commander in mind before you build your deck and uh, have your deck work for your commander or your commander work for your deck. Because uh, you can have decks where your commander is pretty much just there. It's not a necess- necessary uh, component to the deck. But in my opinion, decks tend to run a lot better when your commander uh, perfectly synergizes with your deck. So that's why I always I recommend those two points right off the bat. Uh, some things to look for. And you can get it to work other ways. And if that's what you have, that's what you have. I'm not going to say you're bad for choosing those. I just think there is definitely uh, options out there uh, for better potential. And if you don't have those options, that's completely fine. So when you kind of dive in a little bit deeper to thinking of uh, a, a commander that works for your deck or a deck that works for your commander... They're pretty much the same thing, and I could just sound kind of stupid saying it like that, 
but in my mind, uh, there's just slight, slight aspects that are a little bit different when it comes to those two classifications. I would say a commander that works for your deck is something more like, I got Chulane here. I would say Chulane, amazing commander, probably one of the best commanders. I would say, in my opinion, I would rate him in the top 10 of commanders. Uh, but I would definitely say he's more of a commander that works for your deck. If you have any blue-white-green deck, he's going to be an amazing for your commander. Just off of his abilities alone, he's going to work. It's going to... doesn't... as long as your deck doesn't have very little creatures, he's going to be an amazing commander. You don't have to necessarily build a deck around him. Because Chulane is a blue-white-green, two-colorless or two-generic, two-four vigilance. Whenever you cast not, or whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Tap three, generic, tap him, return target creature you control to your owner's hand. So just in general, he's just a commander that's going to work for your deck. You don't have to have a specific type of deck if it's these colors, and there's other commanders like this, he's just my example, but if it's these colors, your deck is going to operate regardless. So in the, his situation, I would say, is where you have a commander that works for your deck. And then another one on the opposite end, uh, where you're going to have a deck that works for your commander, I would say something more like Krenko Mob Boss. And there's many more out there, just like with Chulane, but this is just the one I'm using for my example. Krenko Mob Boss is a 4-drop, 2-red, two 2-generic, two 3-3. Three, three. Tap him, put X, 1-1 one, one goblin, red goblin creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is the number of goblins you control. And so if you can kind of see where that distinction is, your deck is going to be built with having goblins in there because you want your goblins to be able to, your your Krenko to really play off of your goblins. So that's kind of the slight differences. Chulane's going to work for your deck. Your deck's going to need to work for Krenko. And it can go either way, and it still will, I'm sure it will still end up working. But in my mind, those are the two distinctions between the two. One is almost more of a necessity, and the other one is more kind of like an option. Now, both of these are amazing commanders to one of my points prior is to have a commander in mind prior. If you have these two in your mind before when you're building your deck, if you know these are going to be your commanders, you definitely already know how your deck's going to be built. So it just makes that building process even a little bit easier. Sometimes building process can be a little daunting, but I that's why I suggest having the commander in mind, and these two definitely fit that classification. Another thing that to think about when it comes to your commander when you're choosing your commander is uh, maybe it's card type, or it's a uh, creature type. So like Krenko, for example, is going to be a tribal deck. So when you're trying to pick your commander, if you want a, a tribal deck, it depends on what kind of tribal you want, vampire, goblin, dragon, warrior, knight, there's going to be cards out there that are going to be able to do that for you. Krenko's just a good example because he's a really good goblin tribal. There's other really good goblin tribals as well that you could use as your commander. But thinking of when picking your commander, if you want to go down that tribal road, it's a safe bet, and it's it, it definitely makes the building process a little bit easier. Eliminates a lot of the other uh, card options. Another thing to think about when it comes to building your commander deck is uh, the color of the cards. Some commander colors are going to be a little bit harder to find cards that are going to play uh, with that necessarily. So it's kind of weird to explain it, but I guess the best way to put it would be you're going to want manageable colors. Uh, four four color commanders a little bit hard unless you're talking about something like Atraxa. Atraxa that's pretty uh, pretty easy one to build for. I like to I usually don't go four color. If I had Atraxa, I'd probably have an Atraxa commander deck. But she's the only one that stands out to me when it comes to four color. Most of the time, I recommend two, three, or five. One is good too. Like I was just saying with Krenko, that's it. That'd be an amazing commander. It'd be pretty much an aggro goblin. I have a Yisan, which is mono green. Uh, but I think two, three, and five are some of the best colors for commanders, in my opinion. 
So it's just another thing to keep in mind is uh, when you're going to be picking your commander, what kind of colors you're going to want to incorporate for that deck. Because they all work a little bit differently, especially when they're uh, matched together. So color choices end up being a pretty, pretty big choice, a pretty big decision to make. Knowing how those colors are going to operate in the deck prior is uh, something to think about when it comes to picking your commander. And a side note from when it comes to picking your colors for your commander, there's the option of like partner cards. And partner cards, I think, work pretty well because you get unique, two unique cards that have their own abilities, but still allow you to use certain colors that you wanted that you maybe not have found a commander that would work the best for for it based off of just one card having those colors. I'm going to use an example, and this is probably my favorite partner, so that's probably why I chose it as my example. But an example of partners would be out of the new Ikoria, comes out of actually one of the pre-constructed commander decks. I believe it is the Calamex commander deck. I highly recommend picking them up. Uh, but my favorite is Paco Arcane Retriever and Helden Avid Arcanist. Now, Paco uh, Arcane Retriever is a green-red, and Helden Avid Arcanist is a blue. So then you get the, the colors that you wanted, and maybe these colors work these two cards work better than a single card of the same color for what kind of deck you have in mind. Uh, so there's definitely options out there when it comes to the colors for the commanders that you want to pick. Uh, them introducing these partner abilities uh, made it a little bit easier to find cards that are that are going to work well. Uh, just for the sake of trying to explain everything I can as much as I can, I am going to talk about uh, quickly just brief run over these two cards specifically paco the arcane retriever is a two a red green three generic three three partner with held an Ar avid arcanist and the partner ability means uh when you cast it you can summon it from your deck or search your library for, for it reveal it put it into your hand uh but otherwise you can use them it allows you to use them both as your commander because they're both legendary creatures continuing into is Paco Arcane Retriever is a 3-3, has haste. Whenever Paco Arcane Retriever attacks, exile the top card of each player's library and put a fetch counter on each of them. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Paco for each non-creature card exiled this way. And then we go to Halden, and Halden is Avid Arcanist, 3-drop, a blue, 2-generic, 1-4, partner with Paco Arcane Retriever, and has you may play non-creature cards from exile with fetch counters on them if you exiled them, and you may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast those spells. So definitely really good. Uh, option when you're trying to run a green red blue deck really cool uh, option to have those two different cards to be the colors you need for your commander and if you have a deck that works these this one i think you might have them work for your deck uh, where the deck might not necessarily need these when it's a blue red green deck but they still work uh, with the deck itself picking the color or having your colors in mind and having your commander in mind are two big things I think when it comes to picking your commander. Now another thing I took me a little while to kind of try to figure out what how I was going to describe this but I would think I think it ends up making sense is uh, I think your commander should have presence and when I say what I mean by when I say you, your commander should have pres presence is when your commander is summoned people know your commander is there and they avidly are working to to stop that maybe if you think maybe having a non-threatening commander will work i think it could work uh, i just like having a commander that instantly makes people be like well, shit that is something we need to get rid of because you know right off the top it's a good card now when i say something about presence or what, what i mean when i kind of dig in a little deeper into what i mean by presence is cards that are going to be doing a bunch of stuff for you at any given moment. I think Chulain is a good example of a card that has presence. It's 
going to be doing something every single one of your turns you cast a creature people are going to be watching what you do with it and hoping to get rid of him separate from the true lane i would say other cards it came probably one of the best years for commander decks uh commander 2017 all of those commanders have presence they also have really good ability that's called eminence all four of these the ur dragon anala archmage ritualist edgar markov and arabo roar of the world definitely have presence when they're on the field and then the best thing about them when they have those eminence abilities they have presence when they're not on the field they're doing stuff for you without you even ever having to cast them just playing with these decks showed me why they're so good to the fact of why or to to why they didn't do eminence again at least yet so far i'll go in and talk about uh, their abilities here uh, i'm gonna choose my favorite first is the ur dragon is a five color a green red black blue white for generic 10-10 eminence and all of these commanders have this ability they're just unique to each of them specifically and the ur dragons is as long as the ur dragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield so and or either or other dragon spells you cast cost one colorless less to cast he has flying and then whenever one or more dragons you control attack draw that many cards and you may put a permanent from your hand onto the battlefield so if you can kind of see what i mean by presence when he's in play, especially when he's in play, or even when he's in command zone, he is an active threat to everybody on the board. Everybody, they see that he's a 10-10 flyer. That's 10 commander damage. If you could even just power it up by one, that's two swings dead uh, for players. He has the flying. He could maybe fly over a lot of people's defenses. And then he has an ability that plays off of all of your other typed cards these are also all also tribal so this is a good example for that tribal as well when you're thinking of uh, tribal cards so you're going to want dragons in this deck obviously but he's going to be doing stuff with all those dragons and the ability to draw them as many cards as dragons attacked and put a permanent into the field is is definitely a presence on the field i would say the other one I think that's really good out of these four, they're all really good, but the two best in my opinion is that one and then Edgar Markov, and that's the Vampire Tribal, the Vampire Archetype, and that is a black, white, red, three generic, four, four, Eminence, just like Ur Dragon. Whenever you cast another Vampire spell, if Edgar Markov is in the command zone or on the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one black Vampire creature token has, Edgar Markov has, first strike haste, and whenever Edgar Markov attacks, you put a plus one counter on each vampire control. So I think those really drive home what I mean by presence. Uh, they have presence when they're on the field uh, and why I think it's a good idea to think of that when you're building your deck because your, your commander should be one of the scariest cards you have and should be one of the most threatening cards you have. And cards like these definitely exemplify that. That eminence ability just sends it over the top, I would say. Or you could call it preeminence. Presentiments? Presiments, yeah, presiment, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they definitely uh, scream, hey, I'm here, you're going to have to deal with me. And I think that is definitely something to keep in mind when you're building your commander decks uh, or, or when you're choosing your commander for the commander decks you're going to build is if your commander has presence and you build the deck accordingly with how the commander operates, it's going to be something to reckon with. Now, I could sit here and there's hundreds and hundreds of more uh, things you could think of when it comes to what you should pick with your commander these are definitely just some of the ones more that i kind of look into when it comes to what i'm picking for my commander i uh i want to know the colors for my commander i want to have my commander picked before i build my deck uh, is my deck going to be a tribal deck and if it is what is the tribal 
Does the commander work for the deck, or does the deck work for the commander? And lastly, does it have presence? Those are, I think, five those are five pretty basic things to look at and well-rounded, I would say. When I build my decks, I keep these five main things in mind. If it's not the exact way you like to build your decks or you don't think any of these matter, that's fine. Uh, magic's completely unique to each player. That's one of the reasons I love it so much. So there, I would uh, recommend maybe keeping these in mind. I think they're pretty good rules to think of when it comes to building your deck. But I would like to hear what you guys think. Uh, what rules do you follow? What rules do you do? What things do you look for when it comes to building your commander? Please let me know what you thought of my rules. Let me know if you like, hey, those some of those are a pretty good idea. All of those were a good idea. Or, hey man, those were all shit. You should shut your face which is all are completely acceptable i take i i accept any of those those uh those uh critiques please let me know what you think tweet me at tech underscore pyro uh capital t or my email pyrotechgames326 at gmail.com uh, you can check out my youtube channel pyrotechgames at youtube.com uh, let me know any of those places what you thought of my pretty basic rules for what you should look for in a commander uh and let me know what rules you have or what things you think of when it comes to building your commander decks and then uh it is at the end here so i definitely have to go to uh please leave me a review like comment subscribe wherever you're at leave me a review wherever you get your podcast apple Podcasts, google spotify uh that definitely helps me out try to get my voice out a little bit to a little bit more people because uh, i love to share and if people enjoy listening i appreciate that of itself but uh if you want to go another step and share with other people please do i would greatly appreciate it uh, but with that said, I love you guys very much. I hope you have a beautiful day.